Hey everybody, it's Doug. And this is Renee. And welcome to our podcast, Doug and Renee, Married Married Life. Life. All right, all right, all right. Hello, hello, hello. We're going to get this right one of these days. (laughs) It's all good. It's going the Lord's way. Yes. Yes. Yes, it is. Welcome back. Glad to have you all this second week of 2021. 2021. Yes, today is 1-10-2021. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So for those of you who didn't know, yes, we record on Sunday. Okay. <laughs> So, I don't know why I thought there was a significance to that. Number. I don't know. You were like, was like 1, 10, 20, 21. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I know, you know, July 11th, 7-11, you get the free Slurpee, things like that. But <laughs> I was like, 1, 10, 20, 21. As I was saying it, I was anticipating some revelation to jump down from heaven, <laughs> drop down from heaven, but it didn't. So, Hey. Now y'all know what date we record our podcast, okay? okay? 2021. Okay. Behind the scenes. Behind the scenes. Don't mess with my mic. My mic is just the way I no, want it. No, your mic isn't, it isn't perfect. Oh, my gosh. Because I'm looking at this new technology we're using, y'all. Oh, gosh, y'all. It's a new technology. Work, work with us. Work with I'm us. I'm looking at it. My mic is good. Focus on your own no, mic. Oh, see, now it's good. Oh, okay. Now people can hear a difference, see? Oh, okay. Yeah. Y'all let us know if you couldn't hear me that well in the first few seconds. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm like the technical advisor on these things. Oh, okay. Yes, you are, dear. So moving right along <laughs> into the podcast at hand, okay. the episode at hand. This week, we're still talking about finances in your marriage. Yes. Money, 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 money. Oh, that's a song we should have had. Money. Money, 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 money. Next week. Yeah, next week. We got that. (laughs) We got y'all next week. So at least we gave you a sneak peek of what's coming next week. I'll I'll sing it for y'all. How about that? Nah, don't do that. Um, (laughs) So wrong. (laughs) I'm just saying. We have a podcast. We, we don't sing. We make a joyful noise. So last week, I just want to touch on some things last week before we go into this week. Because I know you left us off with a question. I did. I left week. us off with a question. All right. So my, my, I just want to go over something. Because last week, behind the scenes stuff, last week we, uh, I said, you know, Abraham tied the Melchizedek and I... Wanted to give you the scripture for that. Again, I don't ever want to tell you something's in the Bible and, you know, not give you the scripture. So it's Genesis 14, uh, chapter 14, 18 through 20. And again, that was before there was ever a law given to Moses. So um, so tithing was in quote unquote, I'm throwing up the air quotes, the Old Testament. And I also wanted to let people know that when it comes to tithing in our house, we don't even pay our bills until we tithe. Yep. Cause, pay our tithes first, yep. off the top. Yeah, because you have quite a few occasions that, Doug, you got paid. You need to pay your tithes so I can pay bills. Yes. And so, that, I mean, I guess just uh, 
Just give a little it. give a little bit more information. <laughs> I handle the finances yeah. in our house. I um, manage the checkbook and the money going in and the money going out and pay the bills. Mm-hmm. And before I pay the bills, I'm like, um, babe, this was your payday. Can you please pay your tithes so that I can yeah. go ahead and pay the bills? Because I don't um, keep up with that. Yeah, so that's trust, y'all. We'll talk about that in another podcast. Oh, we're going to talk about it in this podcast. Well, trust will be a, a separate podcast oh, in and oh, of itself. Oh, trust. Okay. That's trust. I'm just yeah. saying that's trust. Trust in your finances. Trust yeah. in somebody with your monies. Yes. Your monies. Yes. Your he monies. know I'm not going to take your his monies. money and run away to the Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, well, you won't get far, but no. I'll Thank get you, Jesus. far, but yeah, I'm going to have, have my mask on. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get my COVID test and all that other stuff. Yeah, if they even allow you <laughs> down there right now. Right, right. That's uh, another story. So when when I um, when I was praying, you know, some, some things came to me, and I just want to, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on this because we talked about it, but. We talked about what if your spouse um, doesn't tithe, and you know you you said what you said last week. You cursed with a curse, and I was like, "Oh, I'm trying to smooth it out." And but what if one spouse won't tithe? They just won't. You know, it's not that they don't; they won't. I think there's a difference. Um, but I well, would if say, they won't, they don't. And if they don't, that means they won't. <laughs> <laughs> This is why we need to have a pre-production meeting before we do our podcast. You don't, you won't, they don't, you won't, you won't, you don't. I thought I had something going there. If you don't, you won't. If you won't, you don't. And, but I don't know. So seriously, just pray over it. Um, Absolutely. And if your spouse is not saved, I don't see how you could expect your spouse to tithe if, if they're not saved. Saved. Um, believe the Lord. Believe in the Lord. So just understand there's some some things that your spouse won't be able to see and just pray that the Lord reveals those things to them. You can't change anyone. That's something hopefully you've gathered from the 40-something podcast we've already talked about. Right. Talked. I, I certainly agree that it's critical and, and pivotal that you pray and that you continually uh, seek the Lord for your spouse to uh, respect the things of the Lord mm-hmm. and to give their life to the Lord. You can't make them do that. And so it's important, as Doug said, and I just wanted to emphasize what you just said, to pray. Yeah. You do your part and believe God and God will honor your prayers and honor your sacrifice and honor your commitment to him. Yeah. And if 2020 has taught us nothing, it should have taught us you need to pray. Because the Lord knows the government. Never mind. This is not that podcast. It is not. that. Okay. that this is not that time okay. of show. All it's right. not that kind of show. <laughs> we don't roll like okay. that. Okay. All right. So last week you left us off with a very... Um, uh, interesting question. Yes. And the question was, I wish I had a drum roll. <laughs> I like my drums better. <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm working on getting out stuff. Oh, well, never mind. Jesus. Okay. I don't even know how to be me. 
Okay, your question last week when we left off. Uh, was, oh, drum roll! You wanted me to say it. I thought you was about uh, to say okay. it. Okay, should we have separate, separate accounts? banking accounts? Banking accounts. Bank accounts. Yes. No, the answer's not yes. I'm just saying yes. That was the question. Yes. All right. So, so throw it I, to you. Are you are you segueing that question for me to? Yes. You know, yes. for me to segue in. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. I didn't know. We should yes. have had a pre-production <laughs> meeting so you could have told me that's what you were going to do. Um. So that's funny because that is a question that was presented when we taught premarital class. And in most cases, the question was presented to us, the instructors. Mm -hmm. That was something that people wanted to know. Is it okay for us to have separate accounts? Should we have separate accounts? And I'm going to be honest with you. There is no right or wrong answer, but there is a right or wrong way to go about whichever answer you choose. Ooh. So dropping that science, dropping that science, y'all. But anyway, <laughs> we in some kind of mood today. I don't know what that's about. Um, so should you have separate banking accounts? We'll tell you what we do in our house. We do not have separate bank accounts. And the reason we don't have separate banking accounts is because we were broke. We were many broke, years. busted, and disgusted <laughs> when we first got married, and it wasn't much to separate. <laughs> oh Lord Jesus, help us! But when we, over time, when we had the opportunity to choose to do separate bank accounts, it wasn't something that we felt that the Lord would have us to do because. It is an opportunity for the enemy to separate you all, to have um, division, if mm -hmm. you will, in your marriage, to say, this is mine, and this is mine. And so for us, personally, we share every account, um, with the exception of my fitness business account, which Douglas is on that account as well as mm -hmm. a... I don't know. Uh, beneficiary, you uh, authorized, I know about auth authorized user. Yeah, I know about it. Um, so it's not anything that is secretive or stashed money that uh, a just-in-case account kind of thing. And we'll talk about that in a moment. I don't want to get ahead of myself. But for us, we do not have separate accounts uh, because we kind of started off that way. And even again, when the opportunity presented itself, when we did start to establish ourselves financially, we opted to keep our accounts together uh, because we were trying to avoid the enemy using that as a tactic for us to have division and strife with one another. That's my money. Mm -hmm. That's your money. This is my account. And if something happened and I have this nest egg over here where I could just bounce or he has this nest egg over here where he could just bounce. And for those of you who don't understand that terminology, that means leave. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the, other side of that is it works for others to have separate bank accounts, but they, for the ones that we are aware of um, in our close circle that we have heard they have separate accounts, it has been shared that they each have access to the account. 
they each have um, authorization to use that account Mm -hmm. or to know about the account. It's not some secret account that the other spouse doesn't know about. Um, They have joint accounts and then they have their account that's like, say, to play money for the woman to go get her hair done and go shopping, um, go get her nails done or whatever the case may be. And then the husband has his account for the things that he wants to spend his money on. And they go have shopping, that. get his nails done. <laughs> hey, men do that cut. too. Get his, get his hair cut, get yeah. his beard trimmed, whatever the case may be. And each know about the account. And then they have their main account that they use for the household expenses. But again, the importance here is, the point here is to make sure that There is no secret account. The accounts that you have, you both are aware of, you both have access to, you both have an agreement on the money that you're spending on that. And I think that's another topic that we'll talk about, um, you know, who's controlling the finances and who's Mm -hmm. making decisions and what what do you have an agreement as far as expenses or... Things you want to indulge in. What do you have a cap on how much, you know, each of you could spend? I'm not going to roll out of here and go buy um, a, you know, a new car and then come up in here. Boom, Doug, I got a new car kind of thing. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, or, you but know. We, I, I personally know of some couples that did that. One spouse went out and just bought a car and the other spouse didn't know about it. It was like rolled up in the garage. He he came home and he was like, "Oh, my wife got a new car." Oh, okay. And they were okay. Like th- he was okay with it. Hey man, just sometimes you just got to make it work. All righty then. <laughs> so that goes to the next point. You have to do what works in your house. Yes. But you have to be. Don't be ignorant. You have to be alert. That's the word I'm looking for. You have to be Mm -hmm. sober. You have to be alert to the tactics of the enemy because he will use anything, and I do mean anything, as a way to build a wedge between you and your spouse. And if you don't communicate, yes, we're going back to the communicate word. If you don't communicate with one another, then that is an opportunity for him to come in and to sow discord between you and your spouse to cause confrontation and cause problems if you come home with a car and your spouse is like, how do you come home with this 35, 40, 50, however much thousand dollar vehicle and not talk to me about it? And unless you all have some conversations ahead of time and you've already established that that's okay, and that works in your house, and y'all got it like that, more power to you. But again, you just got to be mindful of the choice that you make. It affects your spouse. And that's whether you're the husband or whether you're the wife. You guys are a team. You guys are one. Your finances should be one. If you become, And that's why we don't believe it works for us to have the separate accounts because we're one. Yeah, and so we treat everything as one. So you said, and I was I was letting you roll. I was taking notes while you were talking. Um, <clears throat> so one of the things that I have found, you know, 
dealing with men and talking, being in men's ministry and so on and so forth, is that they have separate accounts. Him, the husband and the wife may have separate accounts. And I know you said they should know about it. In our case, we're on each other's accounts. I'm on your account. And, and, but I know of things that have come up in the conferences I've been in or the seminars I've been in where the husband's like, well, my wife isn't on the account because something you brought up was I, I don't trust her because I have to pay the bills. I mean, it may be, you know, different in different houses, mm-hmm. you know, but, he, but in this particular um, seminar, I remember the husband saying, I don't trust my wife because she'll go in there and start taking money. Start and I shopping. Got, yeah, mm-hmm. and I got to pay the bills. So he's like, with this account, this just has my name on it. Now, the wife's aware of the account, but she's not on the account because lack of trust. And um, trust or, yeah, trust, responsibility. He, he doesn't trust her or he just doesn't think that she would be um, responsible enough with the money. And they're, both are, and they're both in agreement with that. Responsible enough with the money because it has happened before where she has gone in that account and taken out money, which kind of left them in the mind when it came time to pay the bills. So now he just handles the money for this particular account to make sure the bills get paid. And it works for them. Again, it comes back to what works in your house, what works in your marriage. And, you know, we've also, you know, you're talking about the premarital class. We've also gone through where, you know, this young man is coming through the course, him and his prospective spouse, and I think he made like 30 grand a year, some some number like that. But he went out and bought a $30,000 car. Ouch. You know, so this, you know, you got to be responsible when it comes to money and, you know, come. I, I immediately thought of the episode of Martin where they put their money together. Uh-huh. And yeah. they went out, he went and bought the big screen TV and I think she went and bought something else. A bread maker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Kanishiwa, whatever well do you know if it was Kanishiwa, but they went and bought he went and bought the big screen TV and he wound up having to take it back. So um there there are there are ways to do it and like you said, you have to communicate as a husband and wife about and talk about it and come to an agreement as to what you are going to do in your house. And for us, again, we, we had a conversation a couple of weeks ago. We, Renee was like, we have all these accounts. We got accounts here in this bank, this credit union, da, 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 accounts here. And I was thinking, man, that's a blessing of the Lord to have all these bank <laughs> accounts. You know, <laughs> we got accounts here, accounts there, accounts everywhere. It's so, a blessing, but I'm an accountant of one. <laughs> <laughs> so... I forgot my train of thought. You, you and your accountant <laughs> of one. So they're, they're, I guess it all comes back to communication and trust. You know, you have to communicate about finances. And I know we were all raised different and so on and so forth. But there has to be a level of communication and a level of trust when you start putting money together. And I, and I want to, before I kick it back to you, throw it back to you. Um, the secret accounts that you have that your spouse doesn't know about? I remember trying that one year. You remember that? No. 
Honestly, okay. I don't. Okay, this was this was early in our marriage, okay. and I tried it, and I opened the account, mm-hmm. but I never had any money to put in there. <laughs> so they ended up closing it <laughs> for uh, what is it? What lack of activity or inactivity? Oh or... <laughs> my goodness! I I don't remember. Maybe that's why I don't remember because they ended up closing the account. Yeah, that was funny. Because God knew in two thousand. What year is this? 2021. 2021, (laughs) we would be talking on a podcast about money (laughs) and having in bank accounts. And so... And he said, you ain't going nowhere, Renee, so (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to shut that down. (laughs) Make sure you don't make enough money to put any in there. Oh, my goodness. So the secret bank account, I'm curious. I would love to know why you have the secret bank account. What was the initial thought process as to, I need a secret bank account? That would be the first question I would ask. Um, And sometimes it it comes from the advice of people who were not married or who did not have a strong marriage or a strong biblical marriage, godly marriage. And so we start taking advice from people who we shouldn't take advice from. Mm. And we start doing what they advised us to do, but it's not necessarily biblical. And so my question to you would be, if you're keeping the secret bank account, you're setting yourself up to start keeping other secrets from your spouse. Wow. Yep. That's a foothold. And because you reap what you sow. If I keep secrets from you, then the, the, the harvest, the harvest is going to be, you're going to keep something from me. That that's you reap what you sow, and so and you always reap more than what you sow. So you have to be very careful for those of you out there who have the secret accounts, secret bank accounts that your spouse doesn't know about. And again, I'm not saying, yeah, I am saying they need to know about it. They even if you have to have a heart to heart talk, and you know you don't want to have this conversation. They need to know about it because in the worst case scenario, worst case scenario, God forbid one of you passes and the other one is not on the account. Now you got to go through a whole nother level for the living, for the surviving spouse to get that money. Mm. Worst case scenario. And so you, I know we don't think about things like that and you're just thinking, well, if something go, if he go left, I'm, I'm out. Well, if she go left, this is my money and I'm, you know, I got me a little stash and I'm going to go get my, you know, one bedroom condo, you know, on the beach or whatever. That's, I don't think that's God's will. I don't think that's his will for your life. Honestly, I don't. And you said the spouse may not know, but God knows. Mm. God sees all. So while you think you're doing something in secret and you think you're keeping something hidden, nothing is hidden from God. And the second frame of thought I have as it relates to that is selfishness. We've talked about this over and over again in um, podcasts where self there is no room for selfishness in marriage. Yes. My money. This is mine. What about me? Mine. Mine. <laughs> I want. I need. Give me. Me, 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 me. And... It's not about you. It's about giving God glory 
in your relationship. It's about exemplifying Christ and the church. So if you're keeping secret accounts, you're doing your marriage a disservice and you're not honoring God. Because you don't, you don't trust God. That's what it all boils down exactly. to. You, and you said that God gave you that person to marry, yep. but now you, you don't trust them, so you're not trusting God. You took the words right out of my mouth. Because they'll sure enough come up in the classroom, oh, the Lord gave me this, the Lord brought this person in my life. Yeah, but you got your little secret stash, just in case. Just in case I missed it. <laughs> just in case I didn't quite hear from the Lord that day. Oh, jeez. We and, laughing, I mean, but... It, but it's serious. Yeah. You setting yourself up for failure when you say just in case. You're planning to fail. Why don't you just in case you succeed? Why don't you plan to succeed? Why don't you go all in 100% in your marriage, in trust, and that's what you're going to get back in return. You go all in, eventually all in is going to come back to you. You get out of your marriage what you put into your marriage. And so my question to you is, what are you putting into your marriage? What investment are you making in your marriage? And if you're holding back on the finances, again, you reap what you sow. And I'm pretty sure if you're holding back on your finances, you are complaining about your spouse holding back in another area of your marriage. Mm. I am 100% sure about that. So you got to be careful. Like, like you just said, what you get out of your marriage, what you put into it. And if you, you know, only going to put 95%, cause that 5% is that money that you don't want anybody to know about. There you go. You reap what you sow. Yep. So I believe, you know, our, as you can hear, we believe that our relationship with money can in part affect our relationship with our spouse. Yes, yes. So if you're having, uh, I dare say, conflict in your marriage as it relates to finances, um, you might want to kind of take a moment of introspection to see what your relationship is. How did you, how were you raised? Um, was you raised with your being spoiled and getting everything? Were you raised um, knowing how to save and invest, but maybe your spouse wasn't? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so that's causing conflict uh, in your relationship because you have a spouse who was spoiled and they just spend freely. They're very frivolous with money. And then you have another spouse who saves with money, saves their money and penny pinches and doesn't want to buy anything kind of a uh, person. You have to look at what your relationship is with money and really sit down and have a conversation with your spouse as it relates to money. Because you might have a spouse that says, hey, look, I'm going to enjoy the fruits of my labor while mm-hmm. I can enjoy it while I'm here. I'm not thinking about tomorrow. I'm not thinking about saving up for, you know, the future or a nest egg or, <clears throat> excuse me, leaving um, something for the children or grandchildren, etc. cetera. Um, and then you might have one who's thinking, that's all I want to do. Mm-hmm. And you got to have a compromise. You're going to have to find a middle ground where you're able to still save 
but you're still able to enjoy because that's what each spouse prefers. Yeah. Uh, you just got to have a happy balance. There, there has to be that middle ground, just like you said. And when you were talking, I was like, yeah, there has to be a middle ground. Then you said that. And I was like, because usually one spouse, like you said, one spouse wants to save, one spouse wants to spend. And you got to just find that happy medium of like, okay, we'll go on vacation to wherever, but we still need to save money. Mm-hmm. And while you were talking about the spouse who just wants to spend, 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 the first thing that came to my mind was just being reckless with money. Mm-hmm. You know, just being reckless. If you don't want to leave an inheritance for your children. Selfish. Yeah, because because your dad or your mother or your grandfathers didn't leave an inheritance for you. Now you're like, well, the only thing I'm going to leave my, my kids is a bill. It's a cycle. You know? Yeah. It's a cycle. And that's why you have to look back and see how, what your relationship is with money mm-hmm. from you know, your childhood up. What were you exposed to? What were you taught? Um, When you were growing up has a lot to do with how you handle money these days. Some people either are very tight with money because they saw the opposite and they're like, I'm going to make sure I have money put aside. And then some people do exactly like what they've seen. You know, they saw their parents just go out and buy cars and boats and clothes and all of their and all of their money was in the house yeah. on their back in their closets or in the garage and so that's what that's all you know to do and so you have to take a step back we can always unlearn some things and learn to do things different and that's the beauty of marriage when you have your spouse who is different than you are, you can learn some things from your spouse. You can grow in areas that you may not have grown if you hadn't been exposed to another way of doing things. And to me, when you were talking, I was, I was just thinking communication. You know, you have, we have to communicate in our marriages when it comes to money. Regularly. And yes. And it has to be adult conversations. Don't, don't get all emotional and hysterical about it. Let's just have an an adult practical conversation. This is how much money we make. This is how much money we bring into the house because that's two different numbers, more than likely, you know, and this is what, where we are, you know, we can't keep up with the Jones, the Johnsons, the Smiths, nor anyone else. We just Mm -hmm. have to do what we have to do. And we, you know, we've been in that circumstance you know, to tell on us where we tried to keep up with the Joneses and yeah, we didn't, didn't work out well. So we just, we just go cool being in the dance lane, you know, we'll let everybody else have the big house and all that other stuff, but we're good. You know, God has blessed us and I think we're comfortable with who we are, where we are, yes. and we're not trying to be someone that we're not. And that's, and I think some of that comes from being on social media and looking at other people and not recognizing, you know, or not being comfortable with who you are and where you are, your lot in not life. Not for us. You're talking not, about yeah, people, people yeah. seeing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Not for us. Or um, not even just social media, just comparing yourself to maybe somebody you work with or even a mm-hmm. friend yeah. who got a big house or, you know, got the car or got some something. Mm-hmm. And again... That doesn't mean that they 
are better off than you are, you don't even know the whole uh, behind the heat, behind the scenes story. They might be broke and they bought a car. They might have spent their last dime with a car. We looking at the grass is greener on the other side, but you don't know why that grass is green. Yeah. So stop focusing on what other people have because that will distract you from appreciating what God has given you. Well, it could be a, a sibling, you know, one one sibling went off and went to school and got their degree and now they're doing well and, you know, and you didn't go to school for whatever reason. We're not going to get into that on this podcast, but, you know, you're just in different lots in life and and you have to come back. As, as I don't know where the scripture is, but it talks about as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That 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 encompasses a whole lot, and just being happy with who you are, and where you are, and what God called you to do. And like you were saying, they you don't just look at other people. Their car, their drive, they could be spending their last ten bucks on their car note. You know, mm-hmm. trying to make the trying to make the car note meet trying to make ends meet for the car note, or maybe they had to go get a second job to pay for that car note. Right. You know, you don't see, you don't see that, you know, maybe they're driving Uber or Lyft or whatever it may be. And I'm not knocking people who are, I'm just saying when you don't manage your finances appropriately and correctly in your, in your marriage, then it will lead to other areas. It will definitely lead to conflict, right. you know, and definitely. Maybe, and maybe they saved up. Maybe yeah. they saved up. Maybe they worked their behinds off for years uh you just never know so again we need to just stay in our lane and and be happy with what we have but I think more importantly within your own home you need to have a conversation with your spouse uh about finances about um goals and dreams and ideas you want to take vacations you want to save money you want to leave money for the children you want to have a retirement you don't want to be working until you you know 80 85 years old unless you choose to yeah work until that age if you want to retire early and and enjoy you know the fruits of your labor uh plan for it Mm -hmm. that's something but you can't plan unless you plan yeah you know, it's not going to happen unless you put a plan in motion. And we know couples who put, you were talking about going on vacation. We know couples who put money away every month. So when the, at the end of 12 months, they have X amount of dollars, and that's the money they use to go on vacation. But again, you got to have a conversation you because got, yep. <clears throat> if you have one spouse who's saying, you know, let's just say you say you were planning to take us somewhere next year, but I'm that spouse who wants to just go out and buy clothes and get my hair done and my nails done all the time and spending money. And every time you putting away that extra, you know, hundred bucks, I'm spending it. Mm -hmm. Then that's going to cause confrontation. You're like, look, hon, I want us to go on vacation. I would love to take you on a trip, but I can't because the extra money I'm trying to put aside, you keep dipping into it Mm -hmm. for this, that, and the other. And, Again, it goes back to communication. You need to have a conversation about it. Uh, And for those who listen to this podcast and you're not married, that's a good conversation to have before you do say, I do. Uh, what, What type of relationship does your prospective spouse or the person that you're talking to and considering have with money? What's their credit score? Uh oh. 
You know, how many jobs have they had in the last year? Uh-oh. You know, do they still live with their mama? Uh-oh. See la cred- You say credit score. Good God. <laughs> Why you had to go there? You just yeah, went you for have, the dagger. You, you have any liens, any judgments? <laughs> you know, these, these are, are these yeah. are questions that you need to know. Yeah. I mean, and not to say that those are deal breakers. They might be and they might not be. People fall on hard times and people use those as stepping stones to to get better, do better. And I'm not saying to knock those people down Mm -hmm. who have fell on hard times and they're doing better now. But then these are things you need to communicate about and know and understand because it is a part of that person's history. So the credit score, the liens, the foreclosures, you know, I I would dare say if you're single, you, you need to look at the person you're thinking about. Getting married, I would dare say you need to look at their credit report. Credit reports are free now. You know, just go have pull your free credit report, and that's something you need to look at, you know, because you need to know what you're getting into. And you need to know what you're getting ready to go into covenant or who you're actually going to go into covenant with. Because everybody, I can say everybody, people look good on the outside, but what are their obligations? They've been spending, because they've been spending all that money <laughs> to, make to look good. Look good. <laughs> you know what? What are their what are their obligations? You know, are you responsible? Do you pay your bills on time? And you know, why don't you? These are these are questions, conversations that need to be asked and had, especially when you're single. And for those who are married. I think if you've been married any length of time, you know um, if your spouse is responsible or not, and you would know why they're not. Well, you may not know why they're not, but you would know if they are responsible when it comes to money. And so these are, and if they're not, these conversations you have to have, these are prayers. I'm giving you something to pray for. You know, this is something that should be on your prayer list about, Lord, you know, you need to help Michael, help Johnny, help Sally. You know, we need to, we can't keep going through this same cycle over and over mm-hmm. when it comes to uh, money. Because if one person is not, is just spending reckless and not being responsible, it's going to cause tension in the household. It, it's inevitable. And it's, I don't know statistics, but I do know, you know, you're going to be like, at some point, somebody's going to say, I can do bad all by myself. Mm. That's, that's how. That's I, try, how. I tried to say that. <laughs> you tried to say I tried. That. God shut it down. <laughs> he said, you don't have no money to put in that account. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, the scripture that you were looking for is found in Joshua. It's uh, Joshua 24, 15. So I'm just circling back around. And if it seemed evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom ye will serve, whether the gods, that's a small g, the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods, small g, of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. 
But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And that's another thing, because you talked about tithing last week. Some people take their tithe money and buy cars and Uh buy stuff. Uh And the word is true. It says you are cursed with a curse. And so you keep doing what you're supposed to do. As for you and your house, serve the Lord, and God will bless you and your house. And you don't have to look to the left or look to the right, look across the street and worry about what somebody else is doing or not doing. You need to sit down, have a conversation with your spouse and talk about money and come to some agreement and set some some standards in place that you both are going to boundaries, standards and boundaries that you both are going to follow. And Doug and I are not saying this because we got it all together. Um, it's just like communication. It You have to grow yeah. in that area. And so I'm pretty sure in the next couple of podcasts we'll, we'll share a little bit more. But no, we do you, won't. Do you have, <laughs> do you have anything else? Because I want to pose another question teaser before um, we go. I I I I had something, but then you just threw me off. With uh, you always put it on me. Yeah, the man been th- blaming the woman since the beginning of time. You, you threw me off, so um, I got nothing. I I it can wait for the next podcast. Okay, so next here's week. here's the question: What if the woman makes more money than the husband? The devil is a lie. No, I'll just joke. <laughs> I'll just joke. Or I'll pose it another way. Does it matter who makes more money in the house? Tune in next week where we'll answer that question for you. Be blessed. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Tell your real friends and your virtual friends about us. We hope something that we said encouraged you, strengthened, and blessed you. You can follow us on Instagram at Doug and Renee. Again, our Instagram page is Doug and Renee. Also, feel free to send us a DM so that you could send us any questions that you may have or topics you'd like to hear us discuss. You may just hear it on one of our upcoming podcasts. We'd like to thank our supporters. And if you'd like to support our ministry, you can cash app us at dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, that cash app is dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, thank you and God bless you. We're out.